And we are live with another episode of SEC Tavern Talk, and it is Rivalry Week is over, but it is Championship Week this week. So uh, we didn't get any uh, anybody from any of the other teams other than the the, the normal Georgia guy, um, but we don't really care about all them. All we care about is SEC right now. Uh, but joining me today is my co-host, Mr. Rob McNew. Rob, what's going on? It is time for Georgia to do this thing. We're going to talk about it. Let's do this. Rob sitting over there looking cool with his new haircut. And uh, joining us also, my brother from another mother, Calvin Howard. What's going on, Calvin? Oh, everything's going good. I'm just relaxing, watching the uh, Cowboys hopefully lose tonight. But other than I'm doing all right, I'm doing all right. Just ready to talk about some good old college football. Mm-hmm. Real football, right? Yeah. Well, that's what you see. <laughs> well, I just I've, I've I've always been a college football fan because it's more about the game and less about the money, but it is what it is. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> anyway, <laughs> that's another story. Um, so let's just recap this last week's games. We had some rivalry games last week. Uh, we'll start with Mr. Calvin. Because y'all lost. Yes, we did. We lost to the five, to the six and six LSU Tigers. Um, I didn't really watch the game because I was saying, oh, I was saying to myself, oh, Aiden's going to win this game. Aiden's is a better team. But I was clearly wrong. So um, we lost. We got took the L. Uh, we lost at a last minute touchdown. Um, it just, it just one of the things. And, um, you know, I, I will say this about this season as an A and M fan, as somewhat of an A and M fan. Somewhat. We had a good, we had a good season, but it could have been better. I really felt like we could have won three of the four losses. We could have won. I think Arkansas was a swing game because both both teams was really good at that time. But I really feel like we should have won against Mississippi, Ole Miss, and against LSU. Um, I really think that we could have won more games. And because of because of that, now we went from maybe going to a nice bowl game to now going to the Piggly Wiggly Bowl in Raycom, Tennessee. You know what I'm saying? It just it it was a good season, but it could have been better. Or you might be going to uh, the bowl game in Greenbow, Alabama, <laughs> which doesn't exist, by the way. That's what's funny about it. <laughs> the Mayberry Bowl. The Mayberry Bowl. There you go. You going to Mayberry? Man, I'd love to. I'd love to be in. I, I wish we still had places like Mayberry. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Uh, well, we do, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, but it's not. I, it's not the same. It's not the same, <laughs> Calvin. <laughs> I mean, y'all can go there, but you know, I don't know about me. You know, just you know, I'm just saying. You know, just <laughs> you know, it might be some discrepancies. You know, they see me like, wait a minute, what you doing here? <laughs> Well, it, I don't know. I think I think old Sheriff Andy Taylor was pretty uh was pretty fair. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. Not, not not so much in real life, but that's another story. Yeah, in real life. Well, I don't know. We'll, we'll move on. Uh, Rob, <laughs> Rob, Rob, let's talk about your game. Didn't, did y'all even have a game? Because I, I just saw the score and it was like, did that, 
did, did they even show up? Um, let me describe this in, in a, one sound. Smooth fast. <laughs> that was a scrimmage. That wasn't no e- that was Everybody scrimmage. listening. It was, it was fun to watch. It's always fun to be tech. It was, it was enjoyable. But it wasn't a game. I mean, <laughs> the only reason we only scored 45 points, and by the way, I said they would cover, and none of the rest of them said they would. Um, the only reason we always scored 45 is because they ran the play clock down to one before they snapped the ball in every play. Because <laughs> they were trying to avoid getting just destroyed. Yeah. Like, it was a good strategy, but uh, still a, got beat by 45 points. <laughs> that's a good strategy, Cotton. Maybe, hopefully, it'll work for him. Um. Yeah, those yeah, those of you listening, that noise that Rob was making, yeah, I know you couldn't hear him, but he was laying back and not making a sound at all. Doesn't really translate on, on the air, but it's all good. Uh, Arkansas won. We won our our third trophy of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm gonna be honest, I did not even know that the Southwest Classic even had a trophy until they were talking about how this is our third trophy win of the year. I was like, wait a minute. All I know about is the boot and the battle line, but apparently there is a trophy, and it's nice. It's it's cool. It does it does it doesn't look like the states, <laughs> like the other two does, but uh, but it's 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 a cool looking trophy. Um, but yeah, um, Arkansas is undefeated in trophy games this year. We beat Missouri for the first time in five years, I think, uh, thirty four to seventeen. Uh, not that much to brag about, but Missouri is six and six, uh, and they did beat Florida. <laughs> I can't even say that without laughing. Um, That's hilarious. And they also who else? They they beat South Carolina, who also beat mm-hmm. Florida. <laughs> yeah, beating Florida this year is not a flex. It's not something to be proud of. That yeah. Florida is. Ask Alabama, who only beat them by one point. <laughs> yeah. Was it one point? It was something. Two points. Two points? Yeah, yeah 31-29. <laughs> that game. Oh. We'll, we'll talk about the about Bama versus Auburn in just a second. Oh. Um, let's see. Florida actually beats Florida State, which I said they would. Um, twenty-four to twenty-one. I think I was the only one who picked them last week. I was that was a not so fast pick for me. Um, and then let's see, Tennessee uh, beats Vandy by two touchdowns, and of course they did not cover the thirty-two point spread, which we said they wouldn't. Uh, I think we did anyway. Uh, as you said, LSU beats Texas A&M, and I'm the only one who picked that game. I think. Is, I think West might have, maybe. But anyway, um, Kentucky beats Louisville fifty-two to twenty-one. Shocker there. Um, they easily covered the three-point spread, which was ridiculous. <laughs> like, uh, and Clemson blanks South Carolina thirty to zero. That was a bad call on my part. I really thought South Carolina was going to win coming off that. Uh, coming off really? that. I did. I, I thought they were going to pull it that off was, at home. That was my mad attitude. Yeah. I mean, um, Clemson's bad, but they're not bad that bad. Now. Come on now. 
I picked them, but they weren't my Mad Hatter. My Mad Hatter was actually UTSA to lose to North Texas, and I got that one right. So I am happy about that. Um, and then the LSU, Texas A&M, as you said. Oh, yeah, we talked about that. Uh, Auburn, Alabama, the Iron Bowl. Oh, man, that was one for the ages. <laughs> that was a daggum game, man. Like, man, but if you're an Auburn fan, like, that's the – that just – that's almost as bad as the kick six. Like, I'm I'm not an Auburn fan. That was like. I didn't say you were. I said if you were an Auburn. Oh, fan, okay. I got you. Yeah, that was. Like for Auburn fans, that is. Mm-hmm. That's a horrible way to lose, especially when you're up ten nothing late in the game. Uh huh. Like. That's just miserable. Auburn is that younger brother that continues to disappoint the family. He continues. Okay. Here's the thing, though. I said at the beginning of the year, Brian Harson would be a disappointment at Auburn. I realize it's just his first year, but so far, I called it. It's it just the the problem with Auburn is that they don't execute. They don't. It's like some they just can't get over the hump. That's the problem. Because they've had plenty of times where they could have won key games, especially against A&M. Because they played great against A&M. They played great against Alabama. But for some strange reason, they can't get over the hump. And that's the problem with the uh, with the Auburn Tigers and their culture. They just can't get over the hump. They can't make the key play. They can't stay disciplined. And I, it broke my heart because I did not want to see Alabama in the playoffs. But it's you look at Josh Heupel at Tennessee and what he's been able to do with a depleted roster that, like, I mean, they had 20-something guys leave the program into the portal. <laughs> well, you know? the thing, thing with Auburn is, you, uh, Calvin, you were talking about how they played well against Texas A&M. Well, dude, like, it, with Auburn, it was consistency all year, and it was Bo Nix was the problem. Um, mm-hmm. you just didn't know which bow was going to show up. I mean, he played against LSU and he went lights out. He played against Arkansas. Yeah. Like Arkansas lost four games this year, and three of them were against like really good teams. <laughs> you know, Georgia, Alabama, and Ole Miss. Ole Miss is a good team. Mm-hmm. Um, but Alabama, Arkansas should have never lost to Auburn. But Bo Nix just played out of his head, like, and it was just. That that was the one game that Arkansas had no business losing because Auburn went on to lose to two teams at Arkansas, three teams at Arkansas beat. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, I mean it's just it's just, it's just Miss, inconsistency. Absolutely. Yeah, Ole Miss is good. You just gotta make sure you get your popcorn ready. Exactly, get your popcorn ready. But yeah, uh, that was an Iron Bowl for the ages. And I I'm not an Alabama or Auburn fan. I just like to see really good games like. Mm-hmm. That game was a good one. The kick six to me was a good one. I don't care what uh, Bama fans hate it. Auburn fans hated that one. But man, I just I love games like that that are just like. Ah. I mean, I mean, when you can sit back as a fan of either and just enjoy the game, it's so much better. Yeah, like, absolutely. You just it's yeah, it's thrilling. That like anytime I'm watching like ESPN Classic or SEC Network when when it's off season and they show the kick six game, I was like, oh, I'm watching this like right now. <laughs> Yeah, because it's just it's just fun, man. But anyway, uh, what else is on tap? We uh, we're gonna um, what you got for us, Rob? Anything? 
want to talk about the coaching carousel because we can talk yeah, about let's that. Talk about that. Let's talk about that. It's, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, Rob. I'm sorry. I got no. Sorry. I was going to say, um, you know, we can talk about rankings, but at this point, it's kind of like it, it's kind of what it is. We've talked about it. Till we're blue to, in the face. Exactly. As they so, say. At this point, they are what they are. It's not going to matter until that much until um, after this weekend. So uh, a lot has been happening with the coaching carousel, coaches leaving, rumors of coaches leaving, and all that jazz. And then you know, Lincoln Riley takes the job at USC, and then. Uh, the class of 22 and 23 in Oklahoma that starts to just plummet because guys are decommitting left and right in both classes. Mm-hmm. But, uh, what, what is y'all's kind of like uh, either biggest surprise so far or like or the biggest hire you think so far? Well, I'll say I just wanted to like recognize the the man who will not show up on our show for some reason, uh, Brandon Soberg. What he said like just cracked me up and hit the nail on the head. He said every year there is a coach that leaves a program unexpectedly, and every year that program act, acts like that's never been done before. Yeah. <laughs> <It's so true. laughs> I was like, yes, one hundred percent. And then somebody else commented, and they're like. And somebody else commented and said because that team is uh, probably because that team has never happened to that team before and they don't know what to do about it. Like, like sorry, it just it's coaching. It's college football. Like it, it happens every single year, and people get their panties in a wad about it. I'm like, dude, stop, stop it. <laughs> I, I think I think for me the biggest shocker was Lincoln Riley because. When you look at the situation, he was in a good situation. Like, if I could compare, it was like he was in a situation where he was in a stable marriage. The wife was wonderful. They was in a stable marriage. And all of a sudden, you hear new, he, he just leaves. And it, it was just a complete shocker because I'm like, he has stability. He had a great program running. And just to see him going to USC was just like, it was a blind side. Just, you know, he just, it was like, it was just a blind side. Go ahead, Rob. He's just he's just pointing uh, at the cards. <laughs> what, Jamie? I said Rob is just pointing at the cards. Don't pay any attention to him. <laughs> oh, 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 oh! You, oh, I thought you wanted to say something. I, I did, but I was just. Oh. <laughs> anyway. As my daughter would say, he's just being silly. Oh. No, um, no. What got me is now. USC could be a potentially be a good job, but right now you're going backwards by going from Oklahoma to USC. That is a crap shoot of a job right now. That they have not been good since Matt freaking Liner. Like that, those teams. That's the last time they were really good. And so to go to that team right now. Yeah, he's going to pull some recruits. They'll probably be decent, but I don't know. You, you kind of had, had a thing going at Oklahoma. You had high praise, which honestly, 
I, I don't understand the high praise because what has he done except get to the playoffs and lose every time? He's basically Notre Dame, but in a conference. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he got the praise. He got the money. But my thing is, why didn't you accept LSU? They're giving twelve million dollars a year. It's way better than USC. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, Lincoln Riley going to USC. It would be like uh, Ryan Day uh, going to a Florida State. You know what I mean? Like, yes. like why? Why? Why would you leave a really good program that was set up for you to like succeed? Like he didn't have to do anything. Like he walked into oh. a really good situation, and oh, I'm going to go to this like dumpster fire of a program who historically is good, and their fans are probably going to expect me to build the build a Rome in a day, um, and it ain't going to happen. But let's just go over here anyway and do this. Let's make this happen. Like I said, it would be like Ryan Day going to Florida State. <laughs> be the dumbest well, thing well, ever. What I will say is, if they give you, if they give me a hundred ten million, I'm running to that dumpster fire. But anyway, uh, see that contract, man. Yeah, it, they gave him. Was it? Oh my god, hundred ten mil. They gave him. They, they he was able. They were able to buy his own house out in Norman. Two, two, houses, two, two houses, two houses at five hundred thousand dollars over asking price on both of them. So basically, a million dollar signing bonus. They um, they paid him six million dollars for L.A. home. Yep. They gave him a bunch of perks. And twenty four seven access to the private jet for him and his family. Mm-hmm. So one hundred ten over how much? Years? About I don't know. I don't know, but you know he's got a fat buyout on that, so it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. I mean, he well, got... here's the thing. So, you know, if he had taken the job at LSU, right, he makes $12 million a year. Here's the thing, though, that I didn't know this. I don't know if y'all knew this. <clears throat> Apparently, it is a Nick Saban's contract. If someone ends up getting a contract higher than his, it stipulates that his race is at least two, if not more than theirs. So he would go to minimum twelve million, maybe more, just for the mere fact of someone else signing more than him. He will not be paid less than someone else as a coach in college football. That's insane. But, <laughs> but, but I mean, he's earned it. I mean, no, he had. Yeah. I just never would have thought that would have been any coach's contract. Yeah, that's, that's, that's amazing. A, that's, that's, that's a pretty thought, sweet flex thought, on his part, man. I thought that Stoops had it made. With his contract about winning, getting a year added every eight oh, games. Nick Saban's just cashing it in, man, every year. Like that's that dude is, like Jimmy Sexton is a is is one bad dude. Like, <laughs> like. But I think, but I think another problem that I saw with this is him because I, I saw a couple of interviews and he said that well, you know, this just happened very quickly. That's a complete lie. This had to happen. Months in advance, maybe a year in advance. Cause think about it, you just that I have never in my life seen a hundred ten million dollars just be available in three days. That 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 was some fooling right there. I've never in my life seen like imagine imagine you, like you you expect us to say he's he was in Norman minding his business and USC calls and hey we'll give you hundred ten million if you leave. No, this this was in the works. So you know I, I think that's one problem that I don't like. Um, I do. I would feel somewhat sorry for Oklahoma, but then again, they kind of, you know, was like, we don't want to be in a, we don't want to be in a big show. We're going to go to SEC. So, you know, well, here you are in the SEC. So, but like I said, I just didn't like how he was like, well, it just happened. No, it didn't. 
It did not happen. You lied. Well, I mean, schools, schools like that that have money, especially with a rich history, they got those kind of things. I mean, I don't know the exact coach, but they got the money set aside to go after a big-name coach, especially when their seasons aren't going well and they know they're going to fire their coach. But 110 men, they got 110 men just chilling. Just, just, that is absurd. Well, I mean, I don't know if they have it all at once right then, but, I mean, some of these programs, the amount of money that they have, you know, 110, that's over however many years. It's not over one year, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you're, and you're not paying him. You're paying him a signing bonus, but it's not, nothing like that. So. My question is, what's he done that Bob Stoops ain't done? Lincoln Riley, nothing. <laughs> They've pretty much been the same. Well, the difference is Bob Stoops won one national title. That's what I'm saying. I like don't... Bob Stoops won a national title, and Lincoln Riley took over this job when Texas has been trashed the entire time. Bob Stoops but, actually but... had some competition. He had Stoops did more is what he's saying. That's what I'm saying. Stoops had tech had a good Texas team. He had a good Texas Tech team with uh Mike Leach coaching. And of course Mike Gundy, he's he's been there for a while. But like he had a lot more competition and 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 he won the Big Twelve like year in and year out almost. Um outside of that year that, you know, Vince Young was there. Um but like yeah, that's what I'm saying, like Lincoln Riley has done squat at OU, other than just pissed on what Bob Stoops set up for him. But but I do think, but I, I will say this: I think one, I think another thing we're not talking about is the fact that even if he does the exact same thing at USC, that will actually help the college. Because think about it: you look at Oklahoma, he he has gotten guys into the league, he has gotten quarterbacks. Heisman Trophy candidates winning, and also he has figured out a way to get five-star guys to live to leave the beautiful sunny part of California to go into a middle of Hicktown, U- no offense, Hicktown, <laughs> USA, Oklahoma. That is some talent right there for you to send, tell a kid to from California to say, "Hey, we want you to come all the way to the Midwest in Oklahoma." That is, that is some talent right there. So I think, I think as long as he can do the same success. You know, get guys at USC some Heisman Trophy, get them in the league, and kind of like close down California. I think that's what they that's what they would love the most. Because if because if you do that, then more recruits will come to USC because they'll be like, oh wait a minute, I can win, I can win Heisman, and I can go to the league. Oh yeah, and I can stay home. Oh yeah, this sweet. So I think that's another thing that we don't really talk about. That is a good point because USC has been losing a lot of recruits. So. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, getting a guy like Lincoln Riley who's used to recruiting out there, um, that's that's actually good. I mean, that's a good spot for them. Um, I just, and, <laughs> I wouldn't do it. <laughs> like, and, and, and and also and also, I will say this: I, I think there's another reason why he did not go to LSU. I don't think he's scared of the SEC. And I know it's gonna sound hypocritical and wrong, but I feel like he thought that the USC was an easier spot to get into the playoffs. Because think about it: and he and he took a job at LSU. He would have to go up against Jimbo Fisher, Nick Saban, and all those teams in the West, and especially the teams, and also you got to go against Kirby Smart year in and year out, where he can go to USC and say, wait a minute, all I really have to do is deal with Oregon, and if I can take them out and close down California with recruiting, I can get to the playoffs 
And if and in, in one game in, in one game series, I can beat the SEC team. So I think in a way, I don't think he was afraid of the SEC. He knows how tough the competition is, but he was like, you know what? If I can get to the playoffs, I can get to the playoffs easier in the Pac-12 than the SEC. Because let's be honest, the SEC is tough year in and year out. Where in the Pac-12, eh, it can be tough, but you know, again, if if you can just you know lock down California and give recruits and do and do some things and just beat Oregon, then that's that's a more of an easier road to get to the uh, to the college football playoffs. And before y'all come out talking about that's wrong, that's messed up. A lot of us take the easy road. Ain't nobody want to take no no hard road to get to one play. We want to go to the easiest, smoothest roads out there. So you're right. I mean, <laughs> I, I totally understand. I'm taking the interstate nine times out of ten. Um, but like, what's funny is you mentioned like, why would he want to go play against Jimbo Fisher and uh, you know Nick Saban and all them? Like, think about it, man. Like, this is something that I just thought of. There are only four coaches in college football that have won a national championship, and they're only in two conferences: the SEC and the ACC. <laughs> like, but. Did we forget though that Mac Brown has won a national championship because it's been so daggum long? Yeah, it has. Um, like, I don't know where I was going with that, but that's just weird that uh, you can go to the Pac-12, none of them have won a national championship. You can go to the you can go to the Big Ten, even though they're great, they don't have any elite coaches there. I don't know. I think I hate to say it. Say it, bro. Say it. Can with I, the Come on. Can I say it? I'm gonna. I'm gonna say, say it. it. I'm finally starting to think that old khaki pants is finally starting to come around. Um, I just, oh, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if it'll be. Uh, Michigan has looked really good this year, so, um, and they finally beat Ohio State. I think. I think they were playing the long game. I think he had a, a long road ahead of him. I still think he's got to prove himself a little bit more before. I don't think he should be making the money that he's making compared to everybody else. But I, I, I'm almost on the fence about saying that he's an elite coach. Almost. Almost. <laughs> but I'm saying, you know, your elite coaches are in the SEC right now. And then there's a couple in the ACC. Um, so yeah, I could, I definitely understand why he wanted to go out west, where it's a lot easier for him, because right now it's it was easy in the big Big Twelve, but you know that's about to come to an end. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, wow. Yeah, yeah. We were talking about the coaching carousel, and all we just all we talked about was Lincoln Riley. That's fine. Um, what do y'all What do y'all think about LSU and Brian Kelly? So that, was about to ask. that that's another shocking surprise. Like this whole care, like I, you know, it's one thing. Like I, I expected, but it was just so fast. Like it was just like, wait a minute, everyone calm down. It's like, it's like it, it was like the cats were going too fast. Like I'm used to seeing coaches leaving, but I'm like, it's just too much. Like it's just too much. So uh, I think with the with the with the Brian Kelly situation, I'm surprised. Um, He's gonna to have to figure out how to get an offense going in LSU. I think he's gonna have enough athletes out there, but he's gonna to have to figure out a way to get that offense going because I believe because I think defensive they always gonna have a good talent 
from defense side. But it's the offensive side of the ball, they're going to have to figure that out. Well, I, I just don't understand the heart. <laughs> Why? Why do you want Brian Kelly? What? I don't know. Maybe he'll do all right there, but I haven't seen that much from him in his career to think that he's the the guy for the job. I mean, I heard it said that, I think it was Josh Pate that said, you know, a coach hasn't made it at LSU because he comes in and has prospects from Louisiana and Texas right there. So if he can just go grab those recruits, he's got it made. And then he just has the coach. But, I don't know. I mean, he didn't really do anything in Notre Dame. Um, where did he coach before that? I don't even remember. Well, he did He did he, take the uh, Notre Dame. Oh, go ahead. No, no. Go, go, go ahead, Calvin. You're good. You're about to say he what I was about take, to say, so go ahead. He did take uh Notre Dame to the national to the conference uh to the college football playoff. Now before you jump on me, yes, they get down they did get dominated. But at the same time for him to bring in that talent to take it to the college football playoffs, I think that's I think that's one thing we have to understand because nowadays Notre Dame is not that special team no more. I mean back in the day they used to bring a whole bunch of talent in. Now they the game that changed. They're not as the the luxurious program that we all used to know and love back in the nineties. Yeah, that, that's that's what I was gonna say. Like Notre Dame is not what they were in the you know seventies, eighties, and nineties. Like they have kind of fallen off. They went to the, they did go to the national championship when they had what Manti Teo with his fake girlfriend and all that good stuff. Oh yeah. Um, who was the coach back then? I think it was Brian Kelly. I was thinking it was too. I'm thinking he's been there for a while. Yeah, he's been there yeah. for almost twelve yeah. years. Yeah, so I mean, he's taken them to a, a, a national championship. He's taken them to the playoffs twice, I think. Um, yeah, and they yeah. Were, they were really not that good of a program before he took over. So I mean, they had kind of fallen off. So I mean, he's he's brought them back into national relevance. Um, although some people might argue how relevant they are. Um, but here's the thing, like someone mentioned to, the other day about how um, it seems, it seems really early that he's leaving, you know, Notre Dame when they could possibly sneak into the playoff uh, at this point. And I'm like, I think he sees the writing on the wall. Even if they get into the playoffs, they're getting dominated. They're not like they lost to Cincinnati. They ain't going to be able to compete against Georgia. Sorry, it ain't happening. They ain't going to be able to compete against Michigan. Like it's he he sees the writing on the wall. I'm going to LSU, where I where it's easier to recruit. And that that's the thing about Notre Dame, is there's so many elite programs around him that. Like, you have to compete against. You've got Ohio State that you're competing against. You've got Michigan, Michigan State that you're competing against. You've got, heck, you've even got Indiana that you're having to compete against. Like, because uh, they've been up and down in, in recent years. Um, uh, you know, 
uh, Wisconsin is up there. Like it, it's all, all he's been working on. Uh, like Notre Dame has name recognition around there, but that's it. Like they haven't had a storied program in 40 years. So I, I think he's done a, 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 a above average job there. And I think LSU is just trying to get a step above. I mean, come on. It doesn't have to, it doesn't take much to get better than Coach O. I mean, <laughs> let's just say that. I mean, he, he's a hometown guy. I get that. And that's what they wanted at the time. But LSU, above anybody else out there is really good about paying coaches to sit home. So I don't think they care to try, try this out with Brian Kelly and see where it goes because they'll just fire uh, him in two years. And, and Tennessee's been good at paying coaches to stay home <laughs> or coach for somebody else. Yeah, exactly. And also another thing that a lot of people don't talk about is the fact that with Notre Dame, in order for you to even get into the school, I think you have to have a certain a high GPA level. I mean, it's a private school, so yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, it's a it, it's a private school, so you have to. So that that's another key that, that a lot of people don't talk about. And I think LSU is a public school where the GPA level is you don't really need it. You it's not really that high. Now I'm not saying LSU was stupid, but I'm oh, just saying. No, no, LSU is a public school. I thought you were talking about Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Yeah. yeah, I said Notre Dame was a public is a private school. LSU is a public school. Am I right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, You're right. so the so the academics will be lower, which will bring in a lot more recruits. Now, I'm not saying recruits are stupid and dumb, but I'm just saying yes, that's another thing that a lot of people don't. Well, you know what? You can take how you want to take. Just ask Vanderbilt about that. I get what you're saying. I, you know, I, I get what you're saying. Oh, Vanderbilt is banned from the SEC. The only reason why they did is because baseball. But anyway, um, like so that's what I'm saying. Also, I want to say something about Brian Kelly. Ever since 2017, they have had at least 10 wins. And if he can do this at LSU, I think that they'll love him. Because you remember when Les Miles was there, they never really was like national title contenders, but they was consistently winning 19 games going to good bowl games. They won a Even national championship with Les Miles. Won. They, won. Yeah. But, I mean, it was with Nick Saban recruits mostly, but still they won one. All right, so so here's the thing. Who is going to be the new coach at Oklahoma? I thought it was uh, Brent Venables. He ain't going there. Well, he, he ain't leaving his kids. He's coaching two of his kids right now, man. I He ain't leaving that job. But I, but I, saw, but I saw on a Bleach report that he, he had agreed on Twitter. I don't know. Maybe I'm going crazy. I think they should hire Barry Switzer again. <laughs> I honestly don't care as long as Dan Lighting doesn't go because I'm hearing rumors that they're trying to get him to or considering him, and I don't want him to go anywhere. So eventually he's going to take a head coaching job, and I dread that day. But right now, I hope they hire anyone else. Anyone Don't hire someone off of our staff. I have no idea who oh my gosh. Oklahoma's going to get. Brent Venables has a locked account on Twitter. Like he has to, yeah. he has to accept you as a follower. 
That makes wow. It's crazy. I, I I really don't know who will get. I don't know. I don't know. Like Oklahoma, they've been blindsided. Well, I guess since they blindsided Big Twelve, I guess it's the way to just. It's true. Hey, okay. I I picked the wrong team, and I would say, but didn't I say Oklahoma wouldn't win Big Ball this year? Did you, you did say Oklahoma would not win the Big Twelve this year? Who'd you pick? I said Ohio State. I said Ohio State. I, I, Ohio. Iowa State. Yeah, you said and Iowa State. We thought, we thought they were good. <clears throat> Still, I got half of that right. <laughs> hey, I said Oklahoma is going to win it. I didn't say which Oklahoma team. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. That's good. <laughs> So I'm still almost, I'm, I'm still might be right. <laughs> we'll see. Hey, what's rule 76? Don't say you know. <laughs> no excuses. Uh, yeah. Uh, it doesn't matter. I won the Mad Hatters this year, so shh. You did. Shut the front door. I think you won, I, you won the pick that I created. Congratulations. I named it, though. You did because I asked for your help naming it. I won, I won the pick that you created and I named, and I won two to zero to zero. So I call that hey, I call that a quality you win. Admit, you gotta admit, as hard as those were, that was way better than what Game Day does with that uh, with that stupid super dog. Yeah, it's so easy to pick. Yeah, there's is like because don't they just pick. To cover the spread? There's, the rules are so, like, loose on that. I wanted to have a challenge. Like, I know I didn't get it right, but, like, it makes it more fun when it's not easy to pick. Like, so they don't have a 10-point a spread? Uh, no. Yeah. It's just, it, it can be, it's either an outright win or cover the spread. Either way. That's but, so dumb. Just saying they'll cover the spread. I could I could pick I could pick between multiple games that he's like get them right. If they cover the spread. Yeah. You know what I mean? Very I, few times that they actually have the balls to say, Oh, they'll win outright. <clears throat> yeah, that um you can tell I never watch game day anymore. Because <laughs> I don't even well, know how like, they do it. It's like it's like they'll have a three point or five point, you know, margin. I'm like, oh, they cover the spread. I'm like, okay, so that means that they only win by four points if it's a five-point spread. It's like, what challenge is that? You, you know, uh, you know, I, I, I realized this year that the way the Fox carries college football is a tad bit better than ESPN. I don't like, watch college game days. So that I can watch the picks at the very end with the guest pictures. I, I wait until like, you know, 11.30 to turn it on and then I'm going to like take it seriously until like 11.45. I mean, I'll be honest. I watch uh, SEC Nation mainly because of Laura Rutledge, but. Um... <laughs> Look at you, Shane. You No, I mean, I'll. I... I, I actually I really like her though. Like I like her and and I like Tebow, and uh, what's the the Alabama linebacker that's on there? Um, Roman Roman uh, 
Gosh, I can't think of his last name. He, he played. I think he played linebacker at Alabama years ago. Uh, and then, oh, my favorite though is Jordan uh, Rogers because he's so freaking smart, man. Like I just, I, I love. Yeah, I mean, he he went to Vanderbilt, so there you go. Uh, so, but I just, I don't know. I just, I like their. And no, I don't like Paul at all. But he's a he's fine. I like him. I actually like him more than Lee Corso. So there is that. Paul's fine. Fine, mom. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. He he's he's fine. Yeah. He's fine, and he's the bomb. No, he's he is better than uh, Lee Corso in my opinion. And the other analysts, I just I really dig their their insight more than uh, Herb Street and Pollock is okay. Um, but for the most part, their guest pickers are always dumb. And so well, I'm just I, like, I love Pollock, but that's unbiased. But, um, I just, what annoys me is he normally picks against Georgia. And it's like, yeah, like I appreciate that you're not a homer, but I feel like he goes so extreme to not be a homer. Yeah, I know. And, Lately, he's gotten a little bit better with that, but it's been easier this year to pick Georgia because, I mean, it's, all, it's been the obvious pick every game, but mm-hmm. it, it, for so many years, he was, I feel like he was trying to, to not be what Herbert is, which is an Ohio State homer. Straight up. Straight up Homer, man. Like, he's so bad. <laughs> it is so bad. Like, dude, stop and, it. And it's funny. It's really funny because he tries to act like he's not. But we all know he is. Yeah, like, what's funny is, what's also funny is that they they don't let him pick a game when he's calling a game. They should really just not let him pick any game that has anything to do with Ohio State. Right. Or Michigan, or... <laughs> <laughs> the Big Ten, like he's just, yeah, because he's such a homer. It's okay. Uh, yeah. Well, any more thoughts on coaching stuff before we make picks? I like my coach. That's my thought. <laughs> yes, sir. I, I yes. Yes, sir. <laughs> you like. I like your coach too. I'll just be I'll be nice and say that. I like your coach too. We still oh wait, yeah. What's uh what you got on tap for us today, uh Calvin, since we're done talking about coaches. Oh I oh I've been, oh, oh, been waiting I've been waiting for this. So here we go. So 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 we're gonna do something special different for the Crested Corn. This is huh. you gotta do something spe- you gotta do something special. All right, so everybody I want y'all to close your eyes and imagine. <clears throat> close your eyes. Not. You are a senior at a college, right? Mm-hmm. You haven't you haven't been to a bowl game. This your final year. Mm-hmm. You work hard this year, and you win seven to eight games in your bowl eligible. I'm at Arkansas. Now, this, is go, this is your last <laughs> game of all time playing college football. Make make it to the NFL. We don't know. And you go to a bowl game. Now you think you're gonna go to a beautiful city. You're gonna go to Miami, going to Houston, Dallas, Norman. Phoenix, L.A., Las Vegas. You think you're going to a beautiful place where you can vacation and play football so you can end, it, uh, end your whole career on a high note. And you find out where you're going to play at, and you're going to play at Detroit, Michigan. 
Yo, find a guy at Detroit Quiz. Let me tell you something. My, my crusty corner is these bowl locations. Let me tell you something. Ain't nobody want to play no game in Detroit. Ain't nobody want to play no game in Boise, Idaho. Ain't nobody want to play no game in no cold, evil in weather. December. In December. <laughs> ain't nobody want to play no game in New York City. New York City is cool, but ain't nobody want to play up there in three-degree weather. What's wrong with y'all? <laughs> See, this is the problem. First of all, there is way too many bowl games. See, we need to cut the bowl games from maybe like from 40 to 25 and maybe ha- and maybe have some different qualifications. But these bowl games are too much. And not only are they too much, you got the audacity to take these two teams and say, hey, y'all play so well, we want you to play in Idaho. Who, who want to play in Idaho? Explain to me who want to play there. Ain't nobody want to play there. Let me tell you something. Well, let me tell you something. These young kids won't go to nice cities. They won't go to cities where they could, you know, unwind, where they can go to the beaches, where they can see the see the city, where they can have them have a good time. And for some, maybe too much of a good time. I can't really explain because we had a Christian podcast, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> but it's just but it's just these locations, y'all gotta do better. See, if it was up to me, I would make I will make it make bowl games. You cannot have a bowl game up north. <laughs> no bowl games in New York, no bowl games in Detroit, no bowl games in Boise, Idaho, no bowl games anywhere up north because let me tell you, ain't nobody. I wouldn't even have no uh, no games in Charlotte, no Tennessee. Good thing about it. Who, no offense, but who want to go to Tennessee as a vacation? <laughs> nobody. Nobody want to go. No, imagine, nobody imagine, that has all their teeth. No, imagine, like, do you, uh, can you imagine, you know, you, you were a child and your parents talked to you and said, we're going to Tennessee for a vacation. That's an automatic cuss out. Well, not in a black household, but you know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> that, is, that is so foolish right there. Ain't nobody want to go to Tennessee. Ain't nobody want to go to no Shreveport, Louisiana, play some, play a football game. You, They want to go to Miami. They want to go to Houston. They want to go places where it's nice and warm, where they can have a good old time, where they can, you know, see the scenery and stuff like that. This is so foolish. Y'all got to do a better job with these bowl locations because them to this ain't it. This ain't it. This is not it. And and this is a travesty. You got them young men out there working hard, playing football, and they and their reward is playing an extra game in Detroit. That's an automatic cuss out. I will that say just... that I have been to vacation in uh Chattanooga and uh uh Gatlinburg. So I will say that. <laughs> See right there. And Nash and Nashville and Nashville because I like music. But go ahead. Uh, so, and it's just funny you say that, real quick, because I used to go to the Pigeon Forge Gallenberg all the time, but that's just because it's beautiful there. I, my family had a car up there, but it's funny to me, though, that people talk about vacation in Chattanooga, because I grew up there. Like, it's just... It, it makes me laugh, because I'm like, it doesn't seem to me like a vacation spot. I love it there. It's beautiful, but it's it's just like it just doesn't seem like a vacation. We just we just went there one time. Like we we pl- we take a trip every year uh, in January over the Martin Luther King uh, weekend just to kind of get out, get away, mm-hmm. instead of doing Christmas presents. So we we did right. we did that one time because because they have a an indoor um, hotel slash water park. And it was good for all of our kids, so that 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 was that was our main draw there. So, and even, and even if you want to have a have a bowl game at a cold place, at least have it at a nice place like Denver or Utah. The people sleep on Utah. You people be thinking Utah is boring, but Utah got a nice scenery. I mean, they scenery is beautiful. They got all kinds of mountains and all kinds of scenery. Everybody be thinking that Utah is full of boring, but oh no, nah, but Utah is a nice city, underrated. 
Yeah, and you can marry multiple women there. So, uh, moving <laughs> well, on to. <laughs> let's, let's make some picks. That's not a, that's not a, that not necessarily a good thing. Just saying. Uh, let's make okay. some picks. All right, picks. All right. Uh, let's uh, let's see. Let's start with the. All of them. Sun Belt. Do you have um, Wes's picks pulled up? I do. I do have them. Uh, no, we're not picking all of them because some of them I don't care about. But let's pick the uh, Sun Belt first. Um, Appalachian State and the Raging Cajuns who just lost the coach. Um, if they actually have Appalachian State favored by three points, I did not expect that. <clears throat> Calvin, what do you think on this one? I got Raging Cajuns winning mainly because I, I don't know. I'm just going with them. <laughs> oh, good reason. Go with your not so much your gut. Jamie, yeah. what do you think? Uh, Wes picks. He says La La outright. That uh, I'm guessing is Louisiana Lafayette um, to win. So Wes picks uh, Louisiana, and I was picking them. To I realized that their coach was leaving, but you know what? I'm going to go with them anyway because I picked them on the other show that I did this week, and I don't want to I don't want to go against that. So, yeah, I, I, say, I say the Raging Cajuns win because they have the best name, one of the best names in college football, definitely the best name in the uh, Sun Belt. So, so you're like those girls that watch the Final Four, pick their bracket, and just pick the, the coasters. But they always pick right. <laughs> That's the thing. Like those people that don't know no, anything about. No, let's not even. Let's not even go there because my frustration level of that is through the roof. So yeah. let's not go there. You need to watch the the episode of Saturday Night Live with Peyton Manning, when it was him on Weekend Update, I think, picking against like a college girl, like. Yeah, it, it's it's literally. I'm not gonna go too much into it, but <laughs> I those like analytic people with picking but I can't I can't do it at random and so it frustrates me that people that have no clue and don't watch any games whatsoever don't even watch don't care about basketball pick better than I do half the time and it's annoying but anyway um, I am going to take Louisiana as well they're no longer Louisiana Lafayette sorry Wes it's just Louisiana they're too cool for that now um, but they did lose their coach, so I'm going to say that it is a close win. Um, I also know one of the coaches. Well, I used to know one of the coaches at Boston State. I recently found out he moved to Coach Farmy. Um, <clears throat> here nor there. Just interesting fun fact. All right, hey, somewhere. And... True. <laughs> Go ahead. Five o'clock somewhere. Alright, next pick. Let's go to the Who Gives a Crap ACC Conference. And that's just, that's redundant because. Um, Pittsburgh against Wake Forest. Pitt is a three point favorite. I'm going with Pittsburgh. Uh, again, I don't really know much about these two teams. I'm going with Pittsburgh. I think offensively they're better because of Cody Pickett. Um, so I'm going with Pittsburgh. Maybe. 
Pitt is on a four-game winning streak. Um, I think they have the better body of work between the two. I'm going with Pittsburgh in this game. I've never been a believer in Wake Forest, even when they were undefeated through week eight. <laughs> like I just, I always knew they were going to choke. Uh, and looking at Mr. Mewborn's picks, uh, he also picks Pitt to cover. So. Yeah, and I'm going to pick that as well. Wake Forest has been a dumpster fire since they lost their first game. And not, not the dumpster fire that Tennessee is, but that's another topic. Um, <laughs> the dumpster but, fire uh, to end all dumpster fires. That would be Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah, but they'll learn out. But anyway, um, I'll take Pitt as well. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's go to the Pac-12. We're not Oregon. Just huh? We're not going to pick Calvin's team. Oh, AAC. I thought we were going to talk about that later. Oh, we're going to move we on. We can. Let's just yeah. What? We'll get there. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we'll okay. I thought you, I thought you were done picking the group of five. So go ahead. Going in order after. Uh, okay, I got you. Um, I got you. All right, Oregon gets the rematch against Utah. Oh yeah. Utah is favored by two and a half points. Weird. Anyway, Calvin. Well, I'm, I'm well, I'm, I'm gonna have to give up. I'm gonna have to get on that upset train. So this is gonna be the first stop. I'm going with Oregon. They're gonna win by eight points. They're gonna get revenge. I think they realize what that happened, and I think I don't, I don't think it's gonna happen again. Let me see. Let me see one more thing. Where they gonna play at? Where they gonna play at? Let me see. Hold on. I don't know where they play the Pac-12. They play. Oh, oh, they play Pasadena. Oh, I think. Oh, they're playing in Vegas. Never Vegas, mind. But right, I, I still, yeah. I still got the Ducks winning. I think they're gonna win by eight. And um, yeah, that's gonna be my upset pick. All right, Wes Uh, Wes picked Oregon to win the game Uh, outright obviously Um, okay here's my thing I know it's really hard to beat a team twice in a season but when you beat a team 38 to 7 two weeks ago I don't have a whole lot of faith in the other team Um, so I'm picking Utah to, uh, to win the game it's just I, I just I don't have any any kind of faith in Oregon at all. Um, they came back and beat Oregon State, but it, Oregon State's not any good. Um, yeah, give me Utah. Not so fast. So my issue with this, and I've realized that it like I almost picked Utah because of that reason because they beat them so badly. But here's the thing. In the history of college football, if you look at I don't I don't know the exact stat because I don't remember, but I looked at it before. If you look at the times teams have played another team twice in a season, it the percentage of beating them twice would shock how low it is. It's that difficult. Which is why I'm so glad that Alabama lost the game because if we beat them in the FC Championship, I would not want to beat them again. I do not have the, the confidence to beat them twice in one year. Uh, and we'll get into that pick, but 
But, uh, yeah, so I'm going to take Oregon. I think it's close. I think they may win by a field goal or a touchdown. Like, it's it's going to be close. But I just don't see Utah doing it again. I think Utah is good. I don't think they're that good. Um, keep in mind, Oregon did beat Ohio State. I know it's early, but they do have the capable team to do it. It's just, will they show up? So that's that's my thought on that. Um, let's see. Did he give a Mountain West pick, Wes? Mm-hmm. Okay. He, let's go there he, next. He picked all ten. Um, let's go there next, and San Diego State is favored over Utah State by six points even. Calvin, what do you think? I got San Diego winning by seven. What's West got? West has San Diego State winning, but not covering the six-point spread. Um, Yeah, I think they cover that pretty easily. Um, San Diego State is legit. Like, they've done what they've done for a reason. Like, uh, when when they played Boise last week, I thought Boise might sneak in there and beat them, but no, they handled them from day from from the first opening snap. So anyway, what do you yep. think, Rob? I'll I'll ditto that one. I think they covered winning cover. Yep. Um, let's we got four more, five more. Um. Let's go to the let's go to the Big Ten. Michigan against Iowa. Michigan's favored by eleven points. Ooh, that's ooh, that's a little bit too high. I, they 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 are <laughs> not giving they're not giving Iowa that respect. But um, uh, I I don't think I don't think they'll cover. I think Michigan will win by at least nine. I think Iowa's gonna make it a tough game. But I think Michigan's going to be a tad bit tougher because I think they figure out who they are. And I think it's going to be a good old slobber knocker. Both teams are going to be punching each other in the mouth. And I believe that Michigan has a little bit better offensive talent than Iowa. I don't understand why Iowa. Iowa just don't have no good offense. Like, they, they offense is just putrid, just terrible. I, I never understood. Well, I understand, but it's just they got to do better. So, so I'm going go with Michigan by... Nine, I think. I said nine, yes. JB and Wes? JB and Wes. Um, Wes says that Iowa wins. He names that his Hatter pick, even though we're not doing Hatters. Um, yeah, so he's got Iowa in this game. Man, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, Iowa lost to Purdue 24-7. to They lost to Wisconsin 27-7. to they have not been able to produce points against bad teams. Like, it just, I don't see them scoring enough against Michigan to cover that spread. So I'm going with Michigan. Give me the points all the way. Harbaugh finally does something good for Michigan, takes them to the, the college football playoffs and does it in style by beating Iowa by at least two scores. 
I agree with everything you just said. <laughs> I was about to say Michigan by two, 14. So, We've been doing this together for too long, brother. Um, except I would not give Tank Fans that much credit, but I will say I'll give him credit this year, but I won't go as far as to say, like, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, he finally does something good for his school. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that's that's my point. Like, he ain't done squat till now. So, uh, next. All right. <laughs> um, let's go. Let's do it. Let's go to the AAC here. Houston and Cincinnati. Calvin perked up now. Oh, this, this is a tough one. Cincinnati is favored by 10 and a half. See, first off, they're being very disrespectful with my Cougars. They, that 10 point is too high. You know what? I wanted Cincinnati to make the playoffs, but I got to roll with my alma mater. I think I think Houston wins by five. Ooh. That's a that's interesting pick right there. That's a I, 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 I want Cincinnati. I would love to see them get into the playoffs and cause havoc. But I'm an alum, I'm a US alumni. I I, I got I, 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 I can't do it. I can't I can't go against I can't go I, against I, I, like, I like the ballsy pick, man. Yeah. Baby. Um well, I I was making an O fa- uh, an ooh face before uh, Calvin even said that because um, Wes said the same thing. <laughs> that was that was his first Mad Hatter pick. I, I didn't I didn't realize that I was he said I was Hatter number two. Uh, Houston yeah, Houston Houston was his first Mad Hatter pick, so he picks Houston. So I'm gonna go ahead and say not so fast, y'all two. Um, and Houston does not win this game. I don't. I, I say I say Houston. I say Cincinnati doesn't cover. I say they win by, you know, maybe nine or ten, but they don't cover the ten and a half point spread. I think it's pretty. Oh, okay. I, I think it's really close. Yeah. Um, I think Cincinnati has control of the game for most of the game, but you know, what do you think, Rob? Yeah, again, I agree with you. I think that Houston doesn't quite win this one. I think that um, Cincinnati pulls it out, but I don't think they cover that 10 point spread. I think that I think that Houston, Cincinnati wins, that Houston covers. I think that Houston is is a good team, um, but I think that Luke Pickle is. That's got those boys believing they're making the playoffs. Here's my thing about Houston, and I said this on, on a previous podcast. Like, dude, nobody has more to play for than the Cincinnati Bearcats do, man. Like, they are going to be the first group of five team in the college football playoffs. They're not going to screw that up. Like, it's just not going to happen. Like, I if you think about it, if you're a college athlete and you have a chance to make history, uh, you know, you might lose in the playoff, but you're going to get there. You're, you're going to get there. You're this close. They ain't losing. It's not going to happen. And Calvin, if I'm wrong, 
you know, I'm not gonna fight. You I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy for you if I'm wrong. I will say that I am very happy for you. I just don't see it happening, man. Like, I, as a college athlete, you just you can't get that far, and and be on the cusp of history and and then lose it. I just I don't think it's gonna happen. Too much emotions. Oh, I, like I said, the, I said earlier why I like college football more than the NFL. There's a lot of emotions in college football. And these kids are emotional, and they they they're going to will themselves to win this game so they can be playing on uh, New Year's Eve. So, next pick. All right, we got two more. Sorry, Wes, I told you we're not picking two of those. You gave me, and I just don't care about the whatever conference that UTSA is in, nor Kent State. Um, so the final two. Uh, we know which one the final pick's going to be, but let's go to the Big 12. Baylor and Oklahoma State, that's going to be a good game. Okie is favored by five and a half points. Dalvin, who you got? I got Oklahoma State by five. Yes. You think they covered five and a half? Yes. Um, Wes picks Oklahoma State to cover the five and a half. Um, honestly, this is the one game that I'm really excited about this weekend. Um, yeah, exactly. Because I just, it's, it's going to be a good game. Like I just, we're going to get to the SEC championship in a minute. Um, that game is. Obviously, it's the SEC championship, so that's the one game that I'm definitely watching. But other than that, like, and maybe even as much or more than that, like, I really am going to be glued to this Big 12 championship game because it's at 11 o'clock, man. Like, that, <laughs> I just, I can't wait for this. Like, and and here's my pick, though. I like Baylor. I have a, a very, very good friend that graduated from there. And I always pull for them. But um, Mike Gundy has not forgotten about 2012. Um, He was there when Oklahoma State had just as much uh, right and clout to go to the BCS championship as Alabama did after Alabama lost at home to LSU. Um, But the BCS puts... Alabama in the national championship instead of uh, Oklahoma State. And, you know, they ended up winning their bowl game and, you know, claiming their consolation prize. But they, sh- he probably still feels like they should have gone to the national championship at that time and played LSU. And he has a good argument. Um, they had a really good team. He ain't forgot about that. He's going back. I'm picking the, I'm picking Mike Gundy. I'm picking the, the mullet. Um, so give me Oklahoma State and give me the five and a half points. Alrighty. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I was tempted to pick Baylor, but I'm going to pick Oklahoma State. I think that, I think they're a little hotter right now. Um, <clears throat> I think I think they have a real shot. 
you know, Baylor, unless all things go crazy, Baylor, regardless of winning this, is not making the playoffs. So, not sitting at number nine. So, yeah, I think Oklahoma's going to do it. Oklahoma State's going to do it, and uh, I'll wait at five and a half. Not that much of a spread, uh, especially in the Big 12. So, I'll, I'll take that. Um, but uh, let's move on. That's to two seconds in the most... Big 12. Yeah, yeah, for real. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so, let's move on to the most important game, the one we all care about. The SEC championship between Georgia and Alabama, and don't worry, I'll be glued to it as well because I will be in attendance. I have tickets. Ooh, oh, that's child. Ooh. Section two thirty, mezzanine. Look, look at it. So, nice. Hey, you don't get this opportunity more than no. Yeah, so I get it. I, and I'm I'm glad it's this one because this is. Uh, we'll get into that. One hundred percent. I get. I get it, man. UGA is favored by six and a half. Alan, who you got? I do not. I want to go with Alabama because I still believe. I still can't. I'm going with Georgia, but I think it is not. I don't think it's going to be a cakewalk. I think Georgia wins by four. Um, of course, West never picks against his team, so he picks Alabama. <sighs> I mean, this is the same guy who picked um, uh, UAB to beat Georgia earlier this year. So yeah, um, <laughs> so <laughs> he's not here to defend himself. So I'll just go ahead and throw it out there. Um, but I'm not wrong. Um, here's the thing about this game, man. Like it, it's. Vegas is like toying with Alabama's emotions and everybody's emotions, really, because there's no reason this should be in a, a six and a half point uh, spread. Like Georgia is like at least two touchdowns better than Alabama this year. This year, okay. Um, Georgia has hands down like the best defense in the country. If you took their defense and took out half of their players and put the second string in, they probably still have the best defense in the country. Like they're, they're that freaking good. Like it, it, it just blows. I did. And the stat was, and I'll just go ahead and say it. They've allowed how many points? 82 this year. 80 something it's 80-something points. points they've allowed this year. If you doubled that, they would still be the best scoring defense in college football. That's Which is why I, which is why I say Jordan Davis should be the Heisman Trophy winner. Amen, brother. I agree. Say what I say. I agree 100%. The, the, hey, if y'all want to get it, there's a voting going on. You can vote once a day. There's, vote them in. There has never been a defense this dominant ever. Um, so, uh, if any year they a, a defensive player wins, it hasn't been done since Charles Woodson, like 30 years ago. Um, so, like, if it, if it's got to be if it's gonna ever gonna be done, it's got to be this year, man. Because that to be that dominant and be number one in the nation, like hands down number one in the nation, like it's just ridiculous. So, 
give me Jordan Davis, give me Georgia. They should be at least a 14-point favorite because they're that much better than Alabama. But the, but the problem is Alabama has Nick Saban. And so it's like it's really hard to say that they're going to beat them by that bad. I get that because it's Alabama, right? But I'm going to say Georgia covers the spread. I think they beat them by at least a touchdown. That's all you got to do to beat a six-and-a-half-point spread, beat them by a touchdown. I think they will, but it's really hard for me to say that. Like, it's really, really hard because it's freaking Nick Saban, the best coach in college football, hands down, period. Probably, the, actually, I, I, he's the best ever. He's better than the Bear because the Bear, he did what the Bear did in half as many years. Nick Saban, Nick Saban is the GOAT, period. But this year is a down year, and I would honestly, I would love to be in the SEC championship in a down year. Like, <laughs> I'm so yeah. But I'm going with Georgia, and I say they cover the spread. I'm talking out of my head. Go ahead, Rob. Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure either last it was either last year during season game or the year before the SEC championship. I'm pretty sure I picked Bama. Um, so, unlike Wes, I'm not at home. But here's the thing. I am more confident this year than I have been maybe in my entire lifetime about Georgia beating Bama. Um, not to say that it's a, it's a home run or, or an easy game. But it's never been the way it is this year. And I think here's the problem that Alabama faces. So well, before I get to that, I saw something that said the X factor is Stetson Bennett versus Alabama's offensive line. And basically, obviously that makes no sense if you're talking about offense versus offense. But what it means is like who plays better? Does Stetson step up and is is he efficient and runs the offense well more than Alabama can block Georgia's defensive line? If he does that, Georgia wins. There's no, there's no way. Um, but here's here's the other thing. Yes, I know in past games Saban has pulled out the backup quarterback, and everybody wants to make the jokes and you know. Beware of whoever they got behind Bryce Young because he's the backup quarterback and that's Saban's tool. Here's the thing. If you get down 14 points to Georgia, just go ahead and call it a game at this point. Like, I'm, I'm not going to – I'm not that arrogant, but I'm just saying, like, Boy. 17 points is all that's been scored on Georgia's defense this year. You think they're going to be able to come back in 14 down? You're going to have to <laughs> score early. You're not – it's not going to happen like the Iron Bowl. Mm-hmm. You're not going to come back on Auburn, uh, on Georgia, like you did on Auburn's crappy defense. Uh, That's not going to You're going to have I, to score and, and stay in the game with Georgia this time. I want to say something. You remember how – I want to say something. You remember how all, how Alabama offensive line struggled against Auburn? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. Imagine Georgia doing that. I don't believe that Alabama offensive line is going to step up. Like, if they struggle against Auburn, 
Georgia is like a complete different animal. Georgia's like Jason Voorhees in his prime. Like this <laughs> defense is you no, so um, I think that, but also another thing that we're talking about, their running back situation from Bama is bad because I think Robinson he has like a really bad lower ain't lower injury. I don't know, if, I don't know, I don't know if he's gonna play or how good he's gonna play, but I think they're gonna be like down to the like third or fourth string running back, which so you gotta watch out for. Yeah, they they're down to I think one scholarship running back at this point. There's... They're blaming that there, which does not help them at all. But, uh, That's all right. But, as long as they allow, I, 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 yeah, they still have the best defense in the country. So it's fine. Yeah. Uh, well, that's it. We have talked about everything to, and we're. Coming up on that hour and a half mark, <laughs> so, but it's been good, Calvin. I appreciate you coming on. No problem. Glad to be here. Yes, sir. And Rob is always a pleasure, my friend. Uh, yes, sir. But uh, till next time, just remember to let your light shine before men, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. And we'll see you in the tavern. <laughs>